What's up, my friends? It's Christine Fierce. I just want to say thank you for listening to our episode of Done Not Perfect. I hope it inspires you to do something new that you've always wanted to try. And when you do, just remember to get it done. It's not going to be perfect at first. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram handle is Christine Fierce. That is C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-F-I-E-R-C-E underscore. Reach out to me and let me know what you think of the podcast if you love it. And if you don't, don't worry about it. Good afternoon. Hi, how are you? Good. I was I was wondering, I was like, what is she going to sound like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's always one of those things where you're kind of nervous because you've listened to yourself before and you're just, is that really what I sound like? <laughs> <laughs> and then I always say things and I'm like, I should delete that. Then I'm like, nah, it's not authentic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally understand. <laughs> so Thank you for taking time out of your day for one. Um, I love the aesthetic of your page and I'm so excited to speak with you today. Thank you. That's so sweet. <laughs> I like when I asked you to like, just like some things we wanted to talk about and the whole mom life and doing it all and how uh, newsflash no one's doing it all. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Cause everyone is always like, oh my gosh, how does this person do it all? And it's just like, you know, we all know they're not. <laughs> so I don't know it's we're just all such just a hard sur- we're surviving <laughs> yeah and there's actually um a quote that I like to just kind of paste in my brain it lives there rent free um it's like don't compare your inside to someone else's outside I think it's by an author Anne Lamott maybe but that is like what pulls me out of the dark hole of like thinking how is this person just killing it in every aspect of their life because they're probably not no <laughs> mine's like whack-a-mole I'm like oh I'm crushing this and it's like oh well yeah your your workouts suck right now but <laughs> yes exactly it's like well I'm spending a lot of like great time with my kid and that is awesome he's learning so much but wow I'm really tired of working late nights too sometimes you know <laughs> absolutely so I just I mean you've listened to the podcast I just like to jump on it <laughs> No, so that, that's you... great. <laughs> <laughs> Let's skip the bullshit. So why don't you tell us about yourself? So my name is Leslie, in case, you know, someone didn't read the description. <laughs> and right now my business is Aesop Studios, where I do branding and social media marketing for realtors. And I especially love working with realtors who have um, heart-centered businesses. And by that, I mean that there's a little bit more to their business. They're not just in it for the money or, you know, to be popular. They have some core values behind what they do. But I guess that's just like a little part of me. <laughs> so also, um, I live in Michigan with my husband and son. And that's quite the change from Florida, where I grew up for like 20 years, oh but we are loving it up here right now. How'd you get there? Um, so we actually, I moved around a whole bunch for school and jobs, and then we moved here for one of my husband's jobs. Um, and we've been here for three years now. So, you know, we're kind of, at first we're rolling with the punches with the crazy winters as you experience as well. And then... We're soaking up the sunshine at the moment. Is it so nice there right now? Yeah, it's like 80 today. So, of course, we're sweating. 
I was immediately after we dropped my son off, I was like, let's go for a walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and then you had a baby. I did. Yes. And it's been a whirlwind of learning for the last two years because it'll be two in July, which don't ask me how that time went by so quickly, but here we are. Our babies are pretty close in age. My baby's a year and a half. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's, it's been, I'm sure you can attest that it's draining, but lovely at the same time. <laughs> I also have an almost 14 year old and I like totally forgot everything. So it's, <laughs> I still don't know what I'm doing and I'm still learning new things. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, it's just like a game of whack-a-mole every day. <laughs> so, and then, and after you had the baby, you mm-hmm. left your job and yeah. COVID happened. COVID happened to everyone. And then, so you started freelancing. How did you make that decision? Um, so I actually, I left my job while I was pregnant and then COVID was right after that. And then, um, I had my baby in July while I was freelancing and that just happened like, honestly, out of necessity. (laughs) Um, I had, I've gotten this offer for like a dream job at a startup and literally the very next day our state shut down and they were like, they rescinded the offer, which was really unfortunate, but that's life right now. Um, so I was like, okay, I've had this idea in my head. Let's, let's go. Like, let's do this. So that's how it started. I love it. I, sometimes you have to have like a, the rug pulled out under, from under you, you know? Yeah. Well, I could uh, do something else I don't really want to do, or I could just try and see what happens at what Mm -hmm. I love. Yeah. And I'm super grateful that, you know, I had the support from you know my husband and stuff um not living your your family your friends or support system is always really hard but luckily we had been saving like just in case I wanted to you know switch careers because that had been a little bit uh in the works before that so so where you guys live right now there's no uh, family no they're all back in Florida we are in the same place in life right now. I yeah. think <laughs> it's definitely a little tricky sometimes, but we make it work, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. So let's talk branding because I actually, I'm just obsessed with it because so when you meet someone and they talk about their business, like, are you immediately like, Oh my gosh, let me help you. Well, I'm immediately like intrigued. And then I have to tell myself in my head, okay, like don't talk their ear off about like for two hours about their business because they don't even know you. (laughs) That's why I'm like, Andrew, when we go somewhere new, he's like, can you please not talk about business? And I'm like, yeah, but after I have two glasses of wine, like I'm going to solve everyone's problems. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yes. So branding and like starting a business is like, which one's first, the chicken or the egg, right? Oh, I, yeah, that's such a good question. I always say kind of the business has to come first because if you don't have your why or like the core behind it, I mean, like, what's the point of even making a brand? You know, you have to have your reason that you stand out. Mm-hmm. So you would so, say the business first? Yeah, I think you at least have to know like exactly why start your business and who you want to serve, like really nailing down your target audience. Um, You don't have to be like already in the motions and serving people, but I think you really have to have your why um, to even begin to like turn, turn the gears and start your business. And then branding can come, I think a little bit after, like, I think 
pulling the trigger on your business and just going is really kind of the most important thing. (laughs) I know that sounds like counterintuitive coming from a branding person, but I mean, if you have your core values and the why for what you want to do, that'll come naturally. Well, it's, it's getting it done. Not perfect. Right. Cause if you wait for your brand, you'll be like, Oh, it's not perfect yet. <laughs> well, yeah, totally. And I don't know about you, but when I started my business, I'm pr- like, it's only been formalized for a year and I've made some huge key changes to my brand, even in just the first year. So it's always going to be changing. I mean, that's how even this podcast, it, I originally wanted to just interview like my clients from hair. So I'm like, everyone okay. has a great story. And then yeah. I was like, okay, well, what if I don't cut their hair? Then it's no longer behind the chair, you know? <laughs> so true. So it, yeah. It definitely changed. So I know a lot of people, um, when they have a business, they want to serve everyone. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's always a typical pushback. So I know someone who's listening to this, they're like, but I want to serve everyone. Do you want to talk about that and how it's not maybe the most ideal? Absolutely. And I'm pretty sure every business owner has heard the quote or saying, like, if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. Um, So, I mean, I, I think that really is true. And number one, you need to nail down your target audience because you have to have, you know, a specific group of people or something that you're passionate about, because if you are trying to serve everyone, you're really just, in my opinion, going to get maybe only short-term results. You're not going to see long-term success. And why do you think that is? Um, I, I mean, I think it'll show that maybe you might be genuine in your efforts and wanting to help people, but I think you really need to hone in on the details of people's lives and answer those questions or fix those problems for them. And everyone is so crazy different. You would be running in a million different directions if you were trying to help everyone or solve everybody's problems. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So when someone's trying to pick out their ideal clientele, like what are like, let's just say like two tips that you would give someone for nailing down their target audience? For sure. So I love talking about this with my clients, but um, I'm actually putting together a workbook for it because it is such a common question. But well, when easy... you get it, you tell me and I'll send it to my email list. Yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so um, an easy exercise, and no matter what industry you're in, is take a piece of paper and get like creepy specific. Like <laughs> who are the people you want to serve? One, like what service are you offering? Two, where are they located? Where do they hang out online? What sources do they trust for their information? Why do they hang out online? Are they there to be entertained? Are they there for information, etc.? And then what do they do in their spare time? Like what stage of life are they in? Um, you can even get as specific as like, you know, location. If especially obviously if you're a location-based business, but I think the more specific you can get, the better. I like how you said, get creepy with it. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to. <laughs> what color hair do they have? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, so like, if, I mean, I know me personally, like every time I get started on a new project, 
I start looking at it online and then now my algorithm is only showing me people who are doing the things that I want to do ish. And then I get afraid and I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to stand out? Yeah. Yes, that's totally a thing. And I think it's almost something where you can over consume like your own industry. Like personally, I make it a point to, you know, not just scroll through on business accounts because if you're not doing research for your own business, like a purposeful, you know, analysis for a client or yourself, you're really just going to overconsume that content. And you don't want to compare, you know, what you're doing to someone else when the whole point is to stand out because you don't want to like inadvertently be too inspired or copy someone <laughs> or, you know, you oh, want no. to be used. So. <laughs> yeah. So what are some tips that you could give someone for like wanting to stand out? Um, so number one, the obvious one that sounds the most obvious, but is hardest to execute is to just be yourself. And that's it. Because, you know, you can say I am so and so from here. This is what I do. And these are the people I serve. But what's going to show through is your personality and how you deliver that message and like the creativity you have behind it. And no one else can copy that. But let's just be fair. It's scary, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. So scary. Honestly, getting on camera for most people is like the hardest thing. And even for me, like, I mean, there's days where I don't show up on social media or show my face for like, or even weeks, let's be honest, at a time because I'm either doing client work or I look like just a complete like bridge troll because (laughs) I'm just like doing the mom thing all day. Um, But yeah, sometimes it's scary to put yourself out there. And that's why it's just important to, I think, say, screw it. Screw the other people who aren't supporting me. They don't actually matter. Um, And just do it for yourself. So what would you say is better? Um, Someone being consistent and not like, what would they look like a bit bridge troll? Let's say a couple couple steps up. So they're like in the middle, right? Would it be better for them to be in the middle and be consistent or to wait until a perfect moment and create a few inconsistent moments perfectly? Um, I will say every time I'm asked this, like 100% in the middle and consistent is the way to go. Number one, it's probably more authentic to yourself and people will see that and feel that. And they'll, in the end, probably trust you more than someone who's just like, showing up every now and then, oh, they just had their hair done and makeup professionally done. Like, that's probably not who they are every day. (laughs) Yeah, not me. (laughs) Definitely not me either. (laughs) And I know once I started showing up just authentically, because I like in my brand, like for just Christine is, I just like to show up how I am that day, whatever that day looks like. Right. And it's been so freeing to have some bad days where I'm just like, well, not, we'll just say bad days, but like questionable days. Like, really, do I really want to say this looking like this right now? But the answer is yes, because I'm a working mother. <laughs> yeah, that's just like your truth, your reality. And the people who you're looking to help, that's probably a little bit of their truth, too. And I know it, I was at a women's retreat last year. And um, I just, I, I cuss like I do. Like, I oh, just... Yeah can't reel it in I can but it doesn't feel (laughs) it feels gross (laughs) so when I was trying to come up with the name for rich bitch 
I was asking my friend and I was like, well, how do I create a brand that keeps like people I don't like away or that are going to be offended by me? Yeah. And she was like, well, what's your motive? And I'm like, well, I want all the cool women to be rich because the more cool, rich women there are, then the more cool things we can do with our money. Right. <laughs> yes. That's hilarious. Like, okay. And I was like, I just want everyone to be a rich bitch. And she was like, you just did it. You did it. There it is. <laughs> exactly. And that is on brand for you and your business. And it attracts exactly who you want to attract and everyone who's offended by that. Bye. <laughs> and yeah, it's like a, a good way. So that way I don't have to offend anyone because <laughs> to their face. Right. Yeah. I just did it accidentally <laughs> online. So how like if, when someone's coming up with a brand and their image and stuff like that, who would be like some good people to talk to if they weren't like in a financial position to like hire a professional yet? So the world of YouTube is a magical, magical place. But I would say before you even dive in to the interwebs, go to like a trusted friend, a family member, you know, tell them kind of about what's going on, what you're doing, what you want to do and be like, tell me about myself because (laughs) I can't tell you how many times even I've come across this or clients have been like, I literally, I can't write about myself. Like, who am I? Like, I do all these things. I have hobbies. Like, I'm a real person. But when it comes to writing about myself, I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) And like, so many times we introduce ourselves kind of by like the function of our jobs, but we're so much more than that. And there's like so much soul behind the business that you want to start. So yeah, definitely go to that friend and just be like, candidly, what do you think? Like, what are some things about me people should know? Okay, first of all, I love doing that, especially if I'm like not feeling myself that day because the shit yes. people say about you, you're like, that's yeah. me? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I really needed a fangirl in my life. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm like, I should do this at least like, every couple months. But yeah. um, did you ever read, what was the Glennon Doyle book? Untamed. Oh, Untamed, I think. Yes, did you read that? I haven't read it yet, but it's on the long list of to-dos. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So at the, she like wraps up the book by saying like kind of what you just said. She's like, you're not the sandcastle. You're the sandcastle builder. Ooh. So it's like, you're not just like a mother. You're like the life builder. And I was like, what? Wow. That, that blew my mind because I feel like naturally when we're partners and mothers, that that's like the first thing that we say, well, I'm a mom. Right. <laughs> and you're all, well, is that the only thing you do? Because that sounds not fun. <laughs> right. I totally get that. And that's that's a, a good quote to think about. I'm going to have to kind of mull that one over a bit. But I love I'm, I'm going to get it dialed in. I'm going to open my book yes. later and I'll send it to you. But there you go. <laughs> but yeah, I love that because like, yeah, I'm a mom, but like I do all this other stuff and I happen to be a mom, you know? <laughs> right. It's we still like accomplish so many things. I used to think moms are so weird. I mean, we are, but moms are so badass. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I was probably the typical teenager and didn't give my parents enough credit, but now I'm like, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) So when you're building a personal brand, what would you say like the first couple steps are? Let's see. That's a good one because there's so many different directions you could take it based on the business you're in. But general, generally, if you're building a personal brand, 
I think this might sound like really cheese balls, but like if you don't know why you want to do something, you really need to take a hard look at it and step back and figure out your why. Like, for example, if you want to become a realtor, your reason can't just be like, I want to sell homes because I like looking at homes and want to make money. I think that's a great reason. And you should probably have that on the list of things, but (laughs) like making money is great. And there's no shame in wanting to do that because we all probably want to. Um, But to be fair, we need it. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's kind of a thing too, you know, (laughs) but if you like, for example, one of my clients, she helps families with special needs children or family members um, kind of relocate to the area she works in. And that's like one of her main missions because that's also a part of her life. Um, And I think that as a why, I mean, could you think of anything better? Like you really need to have that driving factor behind your business. So that would be probably like step one, your why. Two like, what do you offer and why is it different from everybody else? So there's like a hundred different like fancy market official marketing words for it. But honestly, it boils down to what do you do that's different than everyone else? And why are you better at it than them? Because I'm funny. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Only I yeah. think that if you ask my husband. <laughs> So you just suck. <laughs> I'm like, you're just mad because I'm funnier than you. <laughs> okay, so there's two. One more. What's one more? Oh, okay. Um, okay, well, here's kind of like a real life one. Do you have time to do it? Oh, my gosh. Because there's like all these, in my opinion, really annoying marketing gurus out there who are like, you'll find the money and time to do it if you really, really want it. And it's like, okay, first of all, let's be realistic. You know, you give me $10,000 right now. Yeah. That's not, (laughs) that's not everyone's life. Um, but you have to be realistic and putting like your mental health somewhere on the radar, your family's health somewhere on the radar and go as slow as you need to go. So let's get personal real quick. Do you ever find yourself like not putting your mental health or your family's mental health on your radar? Um, absolutely. Mostly my own because I would feel really, really sad (laughs) doing that to anyone else. But yeah, I am the prime example of putting my own mental health, uh, kind of last on the list and it does have repercussions. So, you know, therapy is a great thing. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it so great? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I am a, I definitely, I'm a self-diagnosed workaholic, people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, <laughs> and so I know anytime I start a new project, I get so excited, right? And then mm-hmm. you just overwork yourself. And then your family's like, where are you? And then you're yes. like, I'm not doing well. <laughs> you're like, where did this stem from? But yeah. <laughs> I think that's so important. And I honestly don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about that. Yeah, I think it's like, it seems obvious, but it might be like overlooked because everyone is trying to sell you something, you know, when they're trying to tell you how to start your business or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, they're probably telling you really good advice. But if you just physically and mentally cannot execute at the moment, like that's okay too. 
I think that's awesome. So are you a planner person? Like, do you like a planner? Beyond. I have it in front of me right now. And it's like, probably looks like a squirrel's nest to anyone else. <laughs> I'm, But I am definitely a list person. <laughs> so are you a, so it's not a digital planner. It's a handwritten one. Yeah, I'm like a pen and paper type of girl. I mean, I do use Asana for like a lot of client work, but certain things like, you know, our podcast today definitely written in there and I have like this little motivational sticker next to it. So I'm just liking you more and more. Okay, now the next question. What planner do you use? Oh, okay. So this one's kind of old. It's like a rifle paper company one, but I've been eyeballing some for next year. I've heard a lot of good things about several. So, I mean... What do you use? You seem to know about it. I just, I want everyone and their mom to have the passion planner. (laughs) My best friend loves her. So definitely on the list to check out. And they really need to give me money because I talk about it probably at least once a day. (laughs) Um, Yeah. No free ads here. (laughs) Yeah. I'll text you. I'll text you what planner it is. But I, I'm the kind of person that, hey, obviously I said I'll overextend myself, but so I love to write down like what I'm going to do to take care of myself first after I put my priorities in. And that was like a really good like tip that I don't know how I came up with that. Probably because I crashed and burned my family so many times. (laughs) Yeah. Been there. Um, Totally relate. But I absolutely love that. That's so great. So is it kind of like simple things like drink enough water or do you get like specific with it? Like I am going to like meditate tonight or I'm going to read or like I put everything in there. Like even when I'm going to like walk the dogs. Yes. I love that. I want to see really where I'm spending my time. Mm-hmm. Because you're right. Like, so being consistent is important, right? With your brand. So if you don't have the time to be consistent and when you write down what you're actually doing, then you see like, okay, well maybe I do have time or mm-hmm. where that I maybe shouldn't be. Yeah. And I find myself so often, especially I'm getting a lot better at it now, but I used to spend time scrolling social media apps when I absolutely had no business being on there and could have definitely been like doing 900 other things to take care of myself that are way more beneficial. So one of my friends, she, um, she owns a company too, but that's what she said. So she put, she made a folder with all the social apps so she had to go to the app to open the folder, or sorry, open up her screen, Yes. switch screens, open up the folder, and then go to it because she was just so fast to open up her phone and boop right there. Yeah, it's like right in front of your face too, just so easy to consume. I like to set um, like one of the settings on my phone, like a time limit to like 20 minutes a day max if it's not for like work or like on behalf of a client. And that has been just like, I think really key for improving mental health here and there. Do you ever get stuck on TikTok though? Gosh, girl. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) I do. And it's sad because I'll go on to post for a client or something. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm here. I'll just watch like one or two videos. And then I'm like five minutes later. Okay. I got to get out of here. I have to like physically move off the couch, go to my desk, (laughs) open up work because I cannot get sucked into it. Sometimes I just like to hide and watch it. I'm like, that's a good dance. Oh, that's a cute dog. (laughs) Really? Oh, I'll save this idea for later. (laughs) Yeah. I'll never go to it's like Pinterest. Mm -hmm. Pinterest. So who are your ideal clients? Um, I find that I get 
the best work out of myself and that these clients find it the most beneficial are kind of like what I said at the beginning, people who have a really strong sense of like why they do what they do, number one, and two, people who actually genuinely love their communities and are an active member because they're they're going to serve them better just by default if you love where you live or you really care about where you live. Mm-hmm. So do you live in a small town too? Um, not super small. It's like a suburb of Detroit. So it's, it's like kind of, I'd say medium. I grew up in like a really small town. So anything feels bigger than that. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have a a hair, a hair person? Cause I have a hairdresser friend that lives over that way. Um, I am actually looking for someone. (laughs) So send it my way for sure. (laughs) Okay. I'll send Ethan your way. (laughs) Yes. That's awesome. (laughs) So what, what would be your, um, your values of your business? So kind of like we talked about before, um, besides the fact that I also love marketing and the creative and like the actual functions that I do every day. Um, the reason I chose realtors is because they do help so many other people, at least the ones I choose to work with. And I feel their pain in being in a profession that's like pretty saturated. Like everyone probably knows five realtors and it's just like everyone also probably knows five people who work in social media marketing, you know? So I feel their pain there and I really, really like the stories I have to tell and then how they help specific groups of people. So do you work with, like, let's just say someone was listening and they didn't live in your state. Like, do you work with people online as well? I I actually don't work with anyone locally. I only work online. Okay. Yeah. So then they just find you on social. I mean, we'll tag you and everything. And then, <sighs> so how would that look like just in case they're wondering? Like, what are the steps? Um. So typically, either people find me through website or social and they reach out and we kind of you do a call and kind of really dig into what they're needing help with and if we would even be a good match because I'm a big believer in in that like not everyone that comes your way like you can't help them the best like better than someone else every single time like you're not always going to be the best match for them and that's totally okay so I think it's super important to get to know like about them maybe personally their business goals you know where they're headed what they're unhappy with right now and all of that. Well, I like on your page how you call it a disco call. (laughs) Yeah, I was just like, you know what, let's make this a little fun. Let's jazz it up a bit. (laughs) I saw that. I was like, what is a disco call? (laughs) I'm going to read this. (laughs) Hey, maybe I need to add that to my FAQ. Maybe someone out there is like, this girl just really likes to go to the club or something. (laughs) I think it attracts the right people. Do not put it in your questions. Frequently asked questions. (laughs) There you go. If they don't know, then they don't belong. <laughs> it's part of the club. <laughs> part of the club, the disco club. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Is there anything else that you feel like called to tell us? Oh my goodness. I don't think so. This has been absolutely fantastic. And I like, thank you so much for having me on. It's been really fun. Thanks for uh, <laughs> the, letting me randomly DM you. <laughs> um, anytime (laughs) (laughs) all right I'm gonna send you Ethan's um hair page just in case you guys are close enough that'd work out perfect I will talk to you later okay sounds good bye bye 
You guys already know what to do. Like, comment, subscribe, and share with your motherfucking friends. Bye!